0: On today's episode of Gathering the Kings. I like to say it like this, work-life obsession rather than balance. I'm not a fan of the word balance. And so for me, I've got wife, I've got kids, I've got, you know, family, I've got other things that I'm interested in, even other businesses. But the point is, is that we as entrepreneurs, we know that we got to be all in. We've talked about that earlier here on the show. How have you gone all in on life, business, and the other things at the same time? You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there through this dialogue you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in what's up everybody i'm Chaz wolf gathering the kings podcast today i've got john zeno here on the king stage my non-bearded brother from another mother <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah what's up dude welcome to the king stage
1: Oh, it's great to be here, Chaz. Thank you very much.
0: You know, I only had to say that because off air we were going back and forth here, and you, you said it you took so long to shave and prepare for this. <laughs> Just had to had to bring some respect to the to the clean shaven game. And we've had some bearded folks. We've got some clean guys. It's all good. We're all kings. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I had to give up um, on the beard. Had, to give, had to give it up. Oh yeah, yeah. Was that was that was that a forced action from the better half?
1: No, she prefers beards actually. Okay. Okay. I, but I'm not even close. So, you know, it's working out pretty well. <laughs> I love the Odyssey. John, tell us what kind of business that you got, brother. So our businesses deliver that and we deliver catering and we do catering and setup for restaurants around the country. Right. We're in all 50 States, including Vancouver, Canada, hopefully Toronto soon. And last year, we moved about hundred million dollars of food Wow, been in business for about ten years, and uh, yeah, things are things are moving right along.
0: Things are moving and shaking. Uh, That's a lot of food, man. A lot of bellies that 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 are pleased. Now, oh
1: yeah,
0: (laughs) you know, I had a I had a a nutritionist on the show, and he was talking about meals served, you know, through their products, and so that's what it made me think of. Is just all these people get affected by by you willing to stick your neck out there and freaking deliver the food, man. I love it.
1: Yeah, a bunch of just bunch of delivery drivers here. That's all we are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, as long as you wear a cool hat, you know, you got a cool van, then 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 that's all that matters. Yep. Okay, so I got to know before we get into the story of the biz. I'm sure we'll get into the detail there, especially with 10 years of history and and the amount of success that you've had. But what's the burning desire for John? Like really why are you doing this or really why are you doing kind of the whole picture? What's what's in it for you?
1: Well, I think it's evolved definitely from the beginning. Uh, we we started this business in college. So, you know, you're growing a lot in college and everything's changing and you're trying to figure things out. Yeah. And I wanted to make a point that I could be successful without getting a normal job. Right. Yeah. And that was after we did a couple of things and learned that okay, maybe we could make money in a different way. And you know, there's a whole story how we started the business, but There was always a little chip on my shoulder to do that. And okay, can we make it on our own? And now it's, to me, it's about freedom. And now that I have a lot more freedom than I've had in the past, it's now about continuing to build, not not really a legacy for myself, but it seems like we're building a legacy for a lot of the people that are involved with our business. I love it. You know, we have almost 20,000 drivers, 60 full-time employees. And so now I think about the gravity of, you know, our decisions and things that we're doing every day and it impacts way more people and children, you know, of our employees and family members Mm -hmm. and all of that. Right. So that, that now is you wake up and you think about that and that changes your perspective, right? Cause it was Mm -hmm. always more selfish. Let's build a business for us. Let's do our thing. And now it's, it's definitely evolved a lot. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, without even you know it, knowing it, you you broke down. <clears throat> cowboy, warrior, king. Yeah. Cowboy is the chip on the shoulder. Let me just get a little wild here. See what happens. Oh, you told me I can't do that. Fine, let me let me prove you wrong. Exactly. Warrior is you know obviously selfish ambition. I, let's build a business for us. Let's make money. Let's let's do something here. And then you you get to a stage where you're like okay, whoa, this is much bigger. This is not about me actually at all. In yeah. fact, I'm like. I'm, you know, I'm just the like the the, the pyramids upside down, right? Like I, I get to I get to support, you know, this whole entire organization with your decisions. So, yeah, you set us up beautifully for this show, man. I love it. It's
1: like you've yeah. it's like you've been part of the team. <laughs> it's yeah, it's just it's just crazy to think about. You know, the last ten years, it is. It is. It's really cool. And yeah, I don't really I don't reflect too much. You know, I, I try not to think about like the bad decisions I made because sure. if I would have changed something, then who knows what it would be. But yep, it is fine. cool to cool to reflect definitely.
0: Yeah. The weight that you're talking about, I want to hang here for a second because there's a lot of times, and maybe there's even business owners listening right now that maybe haven't entered that king stage yet, right? Where they're in the battle of the grind and a little bit of selfish ambition. And there's kind of like a lot of maybe chaos and all the early years that I'm sure you and I can probably have many, many podcasts on if we wanted to. But I think that once you have the realization that you have now... It's not really like a reflection of like like I, the, the hard times. Like though that we get we forget about those, the bad decisions, the hard times, the sticky. It's not like we forget them. Like like they didn't exist. We just have a, an appreciation for them now because it's literally what built us, or built the business, or gave the opportunity to our people. And so, I, like you said, it's, it's perspective. Would you agree?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I've Love been, it, man. I've been able to put some memories somewhere else and not. You know, it was like RAM and hard drive, right? It's just like that's right. I've definitely definitely built a skill to forget some things that I don't need to remember, you know, some of the difficult things and things like that.
0: All right, John. Well, that that was great. Appreciate that. Let's talk about how you started the business. You said you were in college trying to figure things out. You just kind of wanted to see if you could make money, maybe a non-traditional way. Give us the little bit of the backdrop here.
1: Yeah. So definitely just definitely wasn't just me. All right. A lot of people involved in this thing, but We were pledging a fraternity. We're at Ohio University. It's it's 2013, November, first really cold day. And since we're pledging, you know, you know what that comes with. You know, they just tell you what to do. That's right. So we're studying Thursday night at the library. One of the brothers say, Hey, you know, we can't go to the dining hall anymore, but you guys still have, you know, your swipes. You know, you get X amount of swipes per week. So go use, you know, all of them tonight for. Food for you know all the brothers, right? So him and I walked down there, and he looks at me. He's like, "People would pay for this, right?" And Uber existed, but DoorDash maybe was just in San Francisco. You know, sure. there's no Uber Eats. There's no really food delivery besides pizza and Chinese, right? Right. And I agreed with him. Yeah, of course, people would pay for this. But you know, I just I just did a quick thought. Well, we don't even have a car. How would this <laughs> even work? Right? It's just I don't have a bike. We we had longboards. Right. That's all we had. Yeah. And uh, we make a Twitter that night. Make a Facebook. And you know, we don't we stop studying. And so that's Thursday and Monday rolls around and we have 3000 followers on Twitter. People are you just I mean you just say you're going to deliver Chipotle you know that was Yeah. Right? It, done. It was, it was pretty simple. It was, a, it was low. Millionaire overnight. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. And uh, but we had all these followers, still never had any deliveries coming in. And then finally wow. someone orders and then you know we t- get a picture of it and everything and people are like wow, it's actually real. So you know, we do that in college. End up graduating in 2016. We launched a couple other campuses. Found how difficult it was. Mm-hmm. 2016, we come back home to Canton, Ohio, football hall fame. Not a big city, right? More of a more of a more of a town, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but there's some money here, so we knew people would do it. So we get an app made. The app is isn't that good, and we struggle a lot. We go to a couple other campuses. You know, we get, get kicked off a couple campuses. Uh huh. <laughs> Oh yeah. I run around a mascot, all this stuff. And, uh, and we come back home to Canton, you know, kind of with our tail between our legs and we go into Ruby Tuesday and we're just pushing this on-demand delivery model, this DoorDash stuff. Right. And we f- go into this Ruby Tuesday, guy says, yeah, you, you know, we can do, we'll do your on-demand stuff, no expectations, you know, whatever. But I have catering deliveries literally sitting right there on the counter. I'll pay you to do those. Yeah. And we weren't making any money right? So Aaron, my partner, Aaron, we're making no money at the time. Living at home, you know, I think I I got a car lease. It was a hundred bucks a month. You know, I don't know how that was possible, but that's what it was. So we needed no money to survive. And thankfully we could stay at home and we started delivering these catering orders. We take the first one, we get a $30 tip and we're like, okay, I know a lot of drivers that would like to do this. Yeah. So we start working with them and that's, ends up being, you know, 2017, we really start to get into catering. And, you know, now we're delivering a lot of food. (laughs) Now we're in every state, 10,000 zip codes, you know, but even if you go back a little further, when COVID hit, you know, we were, we were running, running pretty well, COVID hits and we're delivering catering to offices, right? So all the offices close. Yep. Hospitals, you know, no one can go in there. Yep. And business, Goes down ninety percent literally overnight, and you know we don't really know what to do. We start looking at the Amazon packages and start looking at on-demand model again, right? The Chipotle burritos, those types of things, mm-hmm. and then we started taking over a little more market share. And now, now we're the the kings of catering. Yeah,
0: I love it. And obviously, catering has come back, and and you weathered yeah. the storm. But <clears throat> I love how you you built a little niche in there, and and you built a niche basically off of a, an opportunity, really. <laughs> yep. That's it. Yeah, we it wasn't any there. market research. I didn't hear any of that. It was like, no way. you want me to deliver that? Yep. I'll deliver that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just trying to give you a little play on, play on yep. words here on the name here, but yep. I love it. I, I, the tenacity of it really, I think is what most entrepreneurs could probably relate with and just, just sheer grit. Just, we, we created something from nothing.
1: Yep. Definitely. Okay. Definitely.
0: What, what would you say? Now looking back on those early years, cause again, it's like, it's, it's, you know, you maybe, maybe you'd agree with this, but I liken it to the Facebook story. Like, you know, you hear, you know, it's on campus and, you know, they kind of get together in a dorm and over a couple of days, they create this, this platform, you know? And so looking back though, it probably wasn't as like maybe magical. Like you said, there was a lot of difficulty. We went to a different campus and got shut down. Like a lot of no's early on. It sounded like, Oh yeah. what kept yeah. you going at that time?
1: Well, then we really wanted to prove that we could do our own thing, and I yeah. always thought, well the risk is pretty low because I could always go get a job right, right. ended up graduating got a job could you job, lose right we could we could always go get a job, and I kept thinking that it would just be harder and more difficult the longer we waited, right you get a get a wife, have kids, things just get harder and harder. You have a mortgage, you know, bigger car payment uh, so i I listened to a lot of A lot of like motivational speakers and things like that, and business owners, and just tried to understand how they thought, you know, when they were starting. And I just kept following, you know, what some of these guys were saying and basically just never took no for an answer.
0: Yeah. There's a couple of things inside of there that I want to just highlight, of course, to give you kudos for, but just for the listener, is there's a little bit of blind optimism when you start out, right? or or it's or maybe it's covered up by the ego of I'm gonna prove you wrong, right? Like either way, there was a little bit of blind action. That's kind of what it. That's kind of what faith is, though, right? Like you you had a burning desire to figure it out. Your faith was strong enough to where you just kind of like you know whether it was blind or you kind of just kept putting it to the side, going like yeah, well, let's just keep going to see what happens. The alternative is to go get a job, which I don't really want to do right now or ever. So let's just try this a little longer, and you kind of just like persisted through the problem. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I feel, (laughs) I feel like, you know, people would talk about luck and things like that. Right. And it's, I don't really know what luck is. You know, it seems like the more you put yourself out there, the more consistent you are, the more something finds you, you know, Mm -hmm. I think luck is just like a bad term to use, but uh, I think luck finds you. If you, if you're willing to, you know, be in its way.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah, and you can't be on it in its way getting the job instead of building the business or whatever it is for the listener, for you that's what it was. It was like if I if I go do this then I can't do this and so I Let me just persist here. Exactly. What would you say to the guy listening right now or maybe a young lady and they're starting off or maybe they've built a big business. They're doing 50 million and they're and they're they need to like re go all in. Cuz that's really like underneath of it all, it's like you went all in, like yep. for real. What would you say to that person, either at the top of the scale, at the bottom of the scale, but they got to go all in? What would you say?
1: To the bottom, I would say, even if you're wrong, right? Even if you know, you're starting this business and you don't think people are going to buy it, you should just start. Because eventually, you know, we started this business and it was a hit early, right? So we didn't struggle much right in the beginning. Yeah, it was really hard to actually execute. I mean, we didn't know anything about marketing. We were just tweeting and people loved it. And then we learned quickly. We went to other campuses. That that isn't really a strategy that you can that you can <laughs> bank on. You know, we didn't have a name on any other campus, so people didn't really right. care. You know, if this yeah. company came in, but I think I would just start. Yeah, and you just will you'll learn, and that's just it, right? Sure, it's easier said than done, but uh, we did it, so I think it's okay that that I can frame it in that in that way. You know, yeah, I think. If you're actually consistent and you actually try, and you give it more than you know a month, three months, six months, a three year, years, right? It's, you know, maybe you're building a podcast, maybe you're building whatever. Right. Just because you're not getting views early doesn't mean you're wrong, right? right? There's a lot of competition out there, right? You're, right. It's a war for attention, yeah. I and mean, you have these billion-dollar companies who are pretty damn good at at getting attention, right? So yeah, there's a lot of competition. But if you just work consistently and continue to go and go and go, eventually you'll find a problem that's worth solving, even if the problem you find right now isn't worth solving.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Give a quick note here, just because you mentioned podcasts and obviously they're listeners and we're on this podcast specifically right here. So we launched a little over a year ago. We've done almost 300 shows, which is pretty crazy in the podcast world, (laughs) but just get my head down and kept recording. And we don't have the best equipment and you know, this, that, or the other. And we've got a we've got a good team, but we just consistent. That's all I, I just look at. Record, cut it up, put it out consistently. And we'll over the course of time figure things out. And I'll tell you just a little bit of a progression here, and, and maybe this will be helpful for the listener too. But early on, it was like, you know, me asking people who had smaller businesses than me. And it was like, please come to my podcast. You know? <laughs> and friends and all of that. And it was fine. Yep. Then it turned into people going, okay, like I see what you're doing. Sure. Sure. I'll throw you a bone and <laughs> get on my podcast. Yep.
1: Yeah, then it but, turned like, into, that's it. hey, sure.
0: sure. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Then it turned into, okay, yeah, I see what you're doing. This is pretty cool. Thanks for having me. Then it turned into admiration of like, dude, this guy has a way bigger business than me. And he's like, thank you for having me. Then it turned into people sending me gifts. Like I get packages every week. It seems like now of just stuff because we just, we just try to be valuable. And over the course of time, and look, we're not, we're not the number one podcast on businesses yet, but like you said, it's just a journey of just being consistent. Would you like to add anything to that on your side of the story?
1: No, I think, I I mean, the consistency is, is the biggest piece, you know, sure. You can mess up and you can be wrong and you could be right, whatever. Yeah, You know, maybe you get a big deal early on, right? But it doesn't continue to pay or right. uh, whatever. But I think it's just eventually you'll find your way. And if if relying on, for me, I never wanted to rely on someone else for, you know, my my well-being. I always felt like I yep. was more risky than the other side, right? Yeah. You work at yeah. a job for 20 years and you get laid off because they had a bad year. You know, what are they supposed to do, right? They're running a, right. They're running a business, right? right. Uh, yeah, I think depending on what your why is, it's got to be pretty strong. Because it gets pretty tough. Yep. Um, especially if you're not seeing any results for a long time. But, That's right. Yeah, it's just, just try it. It's it. Just go
0: good stuff, it. man. Let's talk about a good decision that you've made. It could be in the early years. It could be a, maybe even through COVID, because obviously that was a big deal. But, tell me about a good decision that you made that you can clearly look back and go, okay, when we did this, we grew, we had success. You know, fill in the blank, and something that maybe we can implement into our own businesses.
1: Well, you know, saying yes, of course, to his idea, always a good one, twice, right? The actually starting, and then we pivoted to catering. But Mm -hmm. I think, you know, COVID hit and it was bad. We dipped into our line of credit. You know, we were really just hanging on, trying to keep things going. Thankfully, we only had one person, you know, fall off one employee. But the decision to continue to be consistent during COVID. Sure, right. there was a little rough patch in there for all of us. Yeah. But COVID reinvented our entire business. You know, we used to, someone in person met every single driver that we brought on the platform. Mm. COVID hit, took it all virtual. Yep. And that completely revolutionized our business because I used wow. to go to every city to launch. I went to like 35 states. That was, you know, 2017 to up until COVID, you know, we were literally in Canada one week before they closed the borders. Wow. You know, so we were traveling all, I was traveling all the time and to really revolutionize the business during COVID, that decision to onboard drivers virtually, that to me, I think was the biggest decision, the best decision we've made with this business. You know, sure, yep. we're doing things with technology and things now, but sure, that changed it all.
0: So you were pinched. It forced you to creatively solve a problem that you hadn't been forced to solve before, but in a new way. Is, is that the lesson to take away from that? Like put yourself in a situation or force yourself to creative think, think differently. How how do we take that and go, okay, I can't replicate COVID again, but how do I replicate this in my business today?
1: I'm hesitant to say that you should throw yourself in a bad position to try and get a good result. Sure. I think if you're put in a bad position that your mindset shouldn't change and you should say, yeah. okay, Here's you know, my r- I'm actually, I'm reading a book right now by Rick Rubin and he talks about this specific thing. Okay. And he says, you know, look, look at your life from a third person perspective or like as a, as a story. Right. And when something bad happens to you, you'd say, oh, wow, I'm, I'm excited to see what this guy, this hero, this whatever does next. Yeah. And without knowing it, that's what we we've been doing. Yeah. And I think that kind of sums it up where it's like, Good. is it bad? Might not be, you know, COVID was so bad for our business. Right. Of course, bad yep. for so many, so many other reasons. Right.
0: Sure.
1: But it was actually the best thing for our, for our business, you know, throughout the whole, you know, nine and a half, 10 years, it was the best thing that ever happened to us. And yep. I would have never, ever guessed that. Right. Right. When it started, when we're in the middle of it, thinking it'll never end. Yeah. So I think it's reframing that it's, it's just an event. It might not be bad or good, you know, just is. Yeah. I think that without knowing that we've been looking at it like that, we have, and I think that's been the difference big time. Yeah.
0: I love that. I think that, you know, obviously not categorizing an emotion of good or bad to a situation or to, to a season in business, whatever is, is exactly you know, the principle that, that you're referring to in that book. So mm-hmm. it, it it's tough to do that because in the moment you feel the emotion of yeah. it being good or bad. Right.
1: <laughs> oh Yeah. yeah. It's definitely easier said than done easier way after the fact. Right. Yeah. But I think to even just, just have a frame of mind, even if you don't do it right. Just to say that that could be a way that you could look at it. I think that's, it's valuable
0: yeah if anything, you've at least told your subconscious that this is a possible way to solve this and so you you're giving yourself an on-ramp potentially I, th- I think ideally we want to be in that place where we go right to that solution where this just is and I need to figure out how to you know puzzle piece the situation together to make it work that's kind of what we do as entrepreneurs really it's kind of you know <laughs> it kind of it kind of gets a bad rap sometimes with like just constant problems but it's kind of what we do is we just solve problems over and That's over,
1: it. right? That's it. That's really all it is. You know, I'm not really an expert in any specific area. I just, I like to solve problems, right? Yeah. Really good at Googling. Yeah. <laughs> now, now it's Chat GPT, right? Just really 100%.
0: Good. Well, and and Google's assistant is right behind it. So it might be Google again. You never know. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, they're uh, building that big brain.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. They weren't even concerned. Let Chat GPT run with it for a few months. Let them get all the glory. We'll come in right behind it. And, oh, yeah. Ride the coattails. Okay. What about a bad choice or something that you did where it just didn't work out so good? Help us out. What what can we stay away from?
1: (laughs) What can you stay away from? Yeah. Well, it was also COVID. And stay away
0: from COVID. Don't do COVID ever again.
1: (laughs) No COVID. Yeah. Don't do any COVID. So, you know, our business cratered. You know, we're not paying ourselves anymore. And that's, you know, for the foreseeable future because it just looks really bad. Just is. Right. So, you know, I download Robinhood. What else would you do? And, you know, after the market completely crashes, I figure it'll keep going down. Right. So I start getting into options. I'm trying to become a trader. You're all of a sudden an expert. Oh, yeah. Quickly realize that you that is a whole entire business, trade, skill, job, career, whatever. Yeah. That you don't just pick up because you can make money over in this industry. So, hey, now, since I can make money, I yeah. know how to trade. And that took a lot of my focus away from the business. I had employees trading with us. You know, I'm giving people tips. I'm doing all this stuff. And <laughs> we didn't know what to do. I was like, well, let's just try and stay alive here. You know, I think yeah, we can make money. You know, I've done tons of different things to make money, make ends meet. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would think taking my eye off the prize and... And that was for a brief, you know. Definitely the first month, maybe even two months in, you know, still doing stuff with the business, but that was secondary. You know, I'd right. wake up and look at the market and see, you know, what's going on. And I think staying focused, you know, because I've I've always tried to sit on my hands and not try to do too much, right? Because I could easily go, you know, maybe start dipping into real estate, and I just always looking for opportunities. Sure. But there's this this opportunity of our business is always just staring me right in the face, and I have. That's to, right. You know, be honest with myself. Well, you're good at this. You know what you're doing here. Let's let's stick with this. And I let completely let that get in, trying to make money, get in the way of building a legacy here, building a business. Yeah, you know, yeah, that was big.
0: It's an interesting moment for you because the listener might be going, "Well, I mean, the dude had to eat. What else was he supposed to do? I mean, you could have done a lot of things, honestly, but all of them would have been." in essence, a distraction, even though in that moment, you were just thinking survival. I remember being in that moment, you know, going, well, this is interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see what we can do here. And, and, and I think even whole businesses that I've done in the past have been a distraction. Yeah. So I think that it's difficult in that moment where you're like, you weren't just like playing. You were, yes, you were playing, but it was, it was like, well, this over here is like, like you said, being crushed. So it kind of almost like warranted your attention going elsewhere for a little period of time. But yep. what I'm hearing you say is that, man, if I had just taken that, even that extra month or two to really dial in, probably could have pivoted faster, probably could have made a different, you know, move. Yep. You know, all of those things that we kind of just miss when we're, when we're here, there and everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's the thing, you know, you can only focus on so many things, right? Really can only focus on one thing at a time, realistically. And I've just been trying to make sure that I continue to stay that way. And just make sure my focus is you know lasered right. in on one thing yeah the most important thing you know
0: for the for the younger Chaz listening right now because I can I can you know years ago probably even now still today they're listening guy or gal and they're like, how do you do that how do you stay focused John like what's the what are the tactics what's the what's the secret because we want to oh. be all over the place it's like I got I got fifteen million browsers open. I'm excited oh, yeah. about new projects. Yep. you know, something new and it just keeps me energized kind of a little bit based on our personality a little bit. but like, oh,
1: yeah. how do I really hone? You know, I wish I had the answer because you know, I've failed so many times in just trying to stay focused throughout the years, yeah, and it's definitely easier to reflect, and now it's easier that I've done it and I can look back at the mistakes I made. Yeah, you know, to really say. I think you need to understand what you're good at, and that's not saying you can't go learn new things. definitely not saying that right That's all entrepreneurship is it's learning and yep. testing new theories and whatever. That's right. Um, but being honest with yourself that it's let's do one thing at a time yeah until you've earned the the freedom or you know you've you've built the skill set to do other things, you know but if you're building a business or you're trying to build something you probably shouldn't also be building other things at the same time. Right. I know they say there's the magic number of seven sources of income, you know, all that stuff. But I think that comes after you've maximized your your first, you know, you go really if you look at anyone that's ultra successful, they went really hard on one thing. And then that allowed them to do other things. Right. I don't think you starting out starting with seven Mediocre businesses is really right. better. <laughs> Seven mediocre income streams, is that really better than one really good one? Right. Could be in certain situations, I guess, but yeah, probably not. Right. Once you build yeah. one really good one, then go build another good one. You know, yeah. or maybe now actually build build a really good one. Now you have a team. Right. Yeah. Now we have a team and I have a network that I can rely on to help me do other things whenever we want to do them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Give it time and you'll be able to do more. But I think you need to earn, I don't know, earn the ability, the respect, the whatever to do more.
0: Yeah, there's there's break points in essence through the business and we get either burnt out or bored or it's just a little hard to kind of break through to the next level. We got to build a a bigger team or we have to bring in a, a higher caliber individual, someone maybe who's even better than us. And all of those things are, like you said, another level of learning. And so we kind of tend to shy away and just go, well, let me just go build this other thing over here. Yeah. E- even within my first franchise, it's like, yeah, I had a bunch of locations. And so they were, you know, I, I felt all over the place, but when I look back on it, I was like, yes, I was doing that, but I was building my individual pod of them. And I did that for, I mean, I'm, I still have a few of them, but I, I, I was really building only that for about seven years. Mm-hmm. And in as distracted as I think that I was, <laughs> I mean, I did that one business, a lot of locations, a lot of stuff going on, Oh yeah, but one business, one brand for seven years. And it's like, okay, like that's actually, then you transition to something else or add something on. And it's maybe not necessarily a revenue point or an income point or a team size point. I think that we all kind of determine that, you know, on our own, but it's probably more or bigger than what you think. Would you agree?
1: Agreed. Completely. Yeah.
0: It's usually just that break point that you're just like, you don't really want to press into and you're just like,
1: okay, next. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. It gets a little difficult. You're like oh, I could go do something else. Right.
0: That's right. That's right. What, what's your decision-making process now, John? Like something comes across your desk. You've been through all that you've been through in the last decade. Is there a certain formula that you follow?
1: I would say it probably depends on what it is, but say a problem comes across my desk before I would drop everything and trust. The information that came across my desk wholeheartedly yeah, and say, oh, this is a problem because someone someone brought well, it please. to my attention, right? You're they right. think it's a problem. It's got to be a problem. What I've found is that a lot of times solutions, problems are framed as solutions or maybe solutions are framed as problems. And that is brought across and really I need to take a step back and dig a little deeper. Is that actually the problem that they're
0: encountering? Sure. Right. Or is that a symptom?
1: Is that a symptom? Uh, So now I don't, I wouldn't say I have a specific process. It's just slower and getting all of the facts before it would be restaurant said this driver said that got to be a problem. And you start finding out, you know, people have different motivations. You know, maybe the driver is going to get charged for being late. So he's telling me this reason for this, or Mm -hmm. we're going to charge the restaurant for doing this. Or they're they want to give a refund and they're blaming everything on us. Is that actually the truth? And you start to find out that right maybe there's a little more human you know human nature mm-hmm. in here, a little more motivation somewhere that you don't see. Yeah. Understanding you know the the motivation of whoever's bringing something to your desk that's definitely part of my mindset.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, two things that came to my mind there that I think are just super applicable, not only to what you're saying but to my own story, is just around asking more questions. I think guys that are entrepreneurs or ladies, people that are entrepreneurs, move fast. Speed is our friend. And I I agree with that. So I think speed is our friend. But rushing, there's a difference between speed and rushing. And what you're describing is how you rushed to make decisions um, or rushed really to action without the full, full detail. And it's always good to ask. them. And if you know how to ask good questions, here's a little secret for you. You listen based on the information that they just said ask a question that's pertinent to that information. And then they're going to give you a response. And then guess what? Ask a question based on that response specifically, just take it down like a couple, two, three layers deeper. And you get all the information that you need. Then you can either spring into action with the restaurant or, or not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In fact, this is a monkey
0: and I need you to take the monkey out of my office, please.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's, it's drop the ego on that first, that first pass. Right. It's like, let's just listen, listen, listen. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that information. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Good.
0: It's good. Okay. Speed round coming at you here. First round or first question is on KPIs. I say it like this. What is the one thing that you would track forever and ever? If you could only pick one,
1: I don't know if I would categorize this exactly as a KPI, but to me it's just freedom in general. Okay. And maybe you could frame it as, as a KPI as, you know, How many times pick a time frame? How many times a month can you go and do whatever you want to do? Right. And that doesn't mean that you just aren't going to work. Like I love to wake up early, work. I love to do that. So I don't look at that as negative as a negative part, but I know if I get my stuff done, I can go play golf. I can go to the gym. I can go big sauna guy, go take a sauna, right? And do whatever. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So to me, it's however you can, you know, put a metric on freedom. That's all I think life is really about.
0: Yeah. It's interesting what, you know, that phrase, I'm not sure if I'll get it right, but you know, the, the person, the, the hard worker is concerned about always being a hard worker, but they're the ones that work hard the most anyway. I can't, I I totally butchered that, but I'm sure my editor maybe throw it in on the screen or something. (laughs) I don't know. But (laughs) the reality here is that if you're concerned about working hard, then you're probably in the right lane. So like you said, I wake up, I love to work. I'm not really, you know, I'm not overly worried about like working because I know for sure I'm going to show up probably earlier and probably do a whole lot more than most people in my business, as I should. I'm the owner. But that also gives you freedom.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, it is the equal exchange.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, to say freedom is, you know, everything might be a stretch, but I think it's just to feel that you're doing what you want to do. I don't know if, I don't know what yeah. I'm here to do. I don't think anyone really does, right? But I think <laughs> to at least honestly say that you're doing what you want to do, right. that to me is freedom, right? Even if you're not golfing 24-7 or not you know, right, doing this and that, right? If you at least have the freedom yeah. that you're choosing to work hard, you're choosing to work on this, you're choosing to do yeah. this and that, that to me, yeah. that's so important.
0: Yeah. The, you're defining freedom, not necessarily as leisurely activities, but to be able to do what you want when you want, which can also be given and taught to your team and to your team's families. And you can teach them the same principle, even though they quote unquote work for you and maybe they aren't an entrepreneur. You can still teach them this, this way of understanding input output because that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about the leverage of input output. Exactly. I think we'd probably both agree if we had an employee that freaking rocked every KPI possible early late that pretty much anything that they want they're going to get now i say that obviously loosely but yeah it's like there's freedom in you performing there's freedom in you making hard choices like this is what we've done as a business owner we've made hard choices and we've persisted and we've held on to it like so we we've performed okay there's freedom in that and that can also work as a team member right
1: oh yeah yeah i mean i could see what feeling the freedom does for me. So I can only imagine what it would do for someone that works with us. Right. Yeah. 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 Completely agree.
0: Yeah. You can, when you can give what's impactful to you, it's like a whole nother layer of fulfillment, really.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Next question for you is what book would you recommend? Or maybe you have a business resource that you like that you can recommend to the listeners.
1: I have a lot of good books, but I think the one that really you know, at the time you could say ruined everything, right? Like, going, I was <laughs> yeah, studying like to, to be an engineer, right? So that was completely ruined it, but a rich dad, poor dad. Okay. That yeah. definitely did. And then that was framing my mind as a for business, right. which was necessary and understand what being a business owner meant. Mm-hmm. Very easy read, quick, great one. And then how to win friends and influence people. You know, it sounds more, and I'm sure a lot of people have read it, but it sounds more maybe negative than positive, right. How to basically how to influence people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, there's just some principles in there, you know, your, your, your name is your favorite word, right? Timeless. So tell people their, their name, call them by their name, say it often. There's some things in there that I use every single day and that have definitely made a big, big impact. So I think those two, those two for now, I have a whole list, but
0: Yeah. 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 Actually, it's funny because how to win friends and influence people, obviously it's one of the classics and it gets recommended often, but even just this week, I think it's been recommended three times. <laughs> and so yesterday I'm flying back. I told you I was on a, on a flight and I listened to two books, one on the way down, one on the way back. I'm like, maybe I should pick up one friend. It's been a minute. It's been a couple of years, yep. but you're, I mean, you're right. Like the basic things like, okay, the, the the listeners don't know this because it's all behind the scenes, but I ask every guest how do you say your name? How do you say your last name? And there's been some guests on here where I don't know. And I'm sure I butchered them completely and they were nice (laughs) and they made me feel good about it. But my attempt to say their name properly is because names are important in general, but they're also important to them. And who am I trying to bring value to? Number one, the audience, number two, my guest, right? So you're, you're hundred percent right. I love it. What do you think about intentionally networking or masterminding with other entrepreneurs?
1: Always good. I mean, I've seen quotes, you know, you're only as strong or only as whatever as your network. Right. Yep. For me, I didn't really start purposefully building my network until like the last couple of years.
0: Yeah. I'd agree with that. I felt like
1: I had more stuff to build. That's right. That wasn't, hey, let's go grab a beer and talk about what we could do when I'm not doing my business. Right. Right. Which is, that's kind of how, I'm look, how I've been looking at networking a lot, where it's like, okay, what could I do outside of my business? You know, your network gives you a lot of potential clients, you know, customers, a friend of a friend of a friend. Yeah. So I would, I would definitely say it's extremely valuable. Just don't yeah. make that your job, right? That's right. Focus on the task at hand. Build your network by proving that you're valuable over yeah. here, right?
0: It's good. Yeah. When you come to the table, whether it's networking to try to get clients or masterminding, just trying to grow yourself and put yourself in a room with people that are also high caliber, you bringing value first is what I'm hearing you say is actually what then returns probably someone who's going to bring insight or a collaboration or a connection to you because no one's going to want to connect with you if you don't bring value in either scenario.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, I have well, I've, I found it difficult while we were building the business to find, you know, people that I could network with, you know, I didn't feel like I had much to give. So it was just me taking, you yeah. know, and sure there's mentors out there that maybe are finished with their career or people that love to coach and feel sure. good about it, whatever. But I feel like those are, I, I haven't found them myself now, I didn't go out searching crazy for it. Sure. I found that difficult to find. Yeah. So I feel like if you are able to bring the value, then the network starts to build much quicker. Right. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. Yeah. It's interesting that you give that perspective because you're right. There are mentors and coaches and I've had both, but part of the reason why gathering the Kings is today is because I just kind of got to a point where I was like, all right, well, I'll just, rather than me searching for the guy that I can sit at his feet, why don't I just fill a room with just incredible people? They're going to get value from me. I get value from them. And, and then this, this peer aspect, of course, there's plenty that I'm learning, of course, but it doesn't have to, like, I, I think I just, I, I didn't give up. I'm still, there's even one specific guy in the group that I have I've spent extra time with. Mm. But building the network is what brought that to me, not necessarily just seeking out, quote unquote, a mentor. Although I still think that that's very applicable, especially for smaller businesses where mm-hmm. you need, you need coaching, you need X's and O's, like- yep you need to hit the repeat button. <laughs> you need accountability, like all these things, which yeah. is great. We still need those things as a big business owner. It just looks a little different, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember, you know, in college, we were just trying to get advice from, you know, professors and couldn't find any. You know, yeah. To, good luck. You're <laughs> going to different wrong different professors. Wrong, wrong like, place. I, haven't, I haven't owned a business. And I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? So I turned up page 93. No. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, you know, I never want to talk bad about where I went. Cause I don't, there's no way I'd be sitting here if, I didn't go yeah. to go to college, but man, you learn a lot by just trying and doing and failing and right. failing. You know, everyone says it's a great thing. It truly is, right? It's yep. the only way. It's
0: good. It's good. I got a question for you about obsession. I like to say it like this, work-life obsession rather than balance. I'm not a fan of the word balance. And so for me, I've got a wife, I've got kids, I've got, you know, family, I've got other things that I'm interested in, even other businesses, but The point is, is that we as entrepreneurs, we know that we got to be all in. We've talked about that earlier here on the show. How have you gone all in on life, business and the other things
1: at the same time? Well, I would say that I'm not the expert on going in on both because, (laughs) you know, college, you know, where we were working all the time. Right. Uh You can't you can only pay, you know, another college you know, friends so much to manage your own business. Right. So right. the phone's ringing, you're answering it. You know, we're at the bar, we're we're ready to take a delivery at any time. Right. Um, yep. And then after college, I didn't have any balance. It was only work. You know, I'd be, you know, you could imagine just deliveries all around the country. We're just trying to get to get drivers on them, right. Calling drivers left and right. So for those from 2016 to tw- till covid it was traveling all the time not focusing on my actual life it was just building the business cuz i felt like that was the key to everything right and it's definitely opened a lot of doors but i don't think it is the key to everything um and really up until now i haven't really had any balance at all yeah. and to me i feel like i earned the balance now and that i don't know if i would have you know if i had a girlfriend while i was traveling all the time right you know i might think twice about saying yes to the next trip every time with no, you know, yeah. no worry. That's true. I would say I'm definitely not the expert on, on the balance. <laughs> I was, you know, I completely got out of shape. I didn't play basketball, which is my favorite thing to do for years. And yeah, uh, yeah, it was just work. And, but well, now, to, to clarify the here, balance. there's seasons,
0: right? There's seasons. and yeah. And I'm not a fan of balance either. I'm the worst. That's yeah. typically why I even bring it up is because you know, I've had conversations with my wife about this many, many times. Now I continue to try to get better, but I think it's the same thing for all of us. That's, I mean, I trapped you. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> fair. I, you, was thinking, I was like, you know, I don't think you can build a business by just being, you know, completely.
0: No, no, there is no such thing as balance, but that's okay. I think that there's especially even seasons. I love the way that you broke it down. There is a season, especially at the beginning of a business where it's like, Hey, look, I, I there is a certain list and I, I'm either going to do it or I'm not. And, and if I'm not, the business isn't going to be successful. Don't even try it. Just go nine to five. Yep. Right? Like, yeah, it's just that's just kind of how fine, it is.
1: Right. Low risk. Well, I mean, there's risk elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> low, lower risk to your different to kind of your risk. life. Right. Yeah. Your, your balanced life. Yeah. And that's why like I said earlier, it gets harder. Right. That's right. The more stuff you have, more people you have, in, more people who rely on you it just gets right. harder and harder and harder and that's why i felt like i went so hard then whereas okay yeah. i can do this right Yep. this is probably the only time i should be doing it like this right. and then i also did enjoy it too right it was nice to build something that's yours yeah you know yeah. You go do a meeting and say yeah this is my business you know i'm trying to sell you my business you know it's it's a different feeling right yeah yeah,
0: yeah it, it what i think we can both agree on is that it takes obsession to be successful and so whether it's The season that you're in, it may be over here, it may be over there. I mean, I I was married when I was building my businesses, even with a few young kids earlier on, and it's like, okay, well, I just needed to communicate what season I was in, right? Because there were plenty of days and nights where I wasn't there. Maybe I slipped in for thirty minutes to put them down to bed, and then back to the office I went from job to the business before I left or whatever. And so there's a lot of sacrifice maybe that's made but that that is what obsession is. Yep. And it doesn't mean that you're always sacrificing family. It just means that at some point like you said you've earned or you've built something that gives you a little bit of freedom. So now it's like okay, well I have actually it's a little easier now exactly. to be obsessed in all things because I did the work.
1: Yep. Yeah, and I and I do the same thing. You know, I live with living with my girlfriend and live with her for 2 years, right? So we're we're inching there, right? Or pretty close, right? You know, conversation comes up, you know, every week. Oh. Right.
0: Hey, I had a jeweler yeah. here on the show like six oh, months yeah. ago. I hook sure. you up. Yeah. Sure,
1: you did. Sure, you did. And the, you know, the main thing is, you know, I'll let her know when, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a different type of week, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, just let me do my thing, and she sees, right? She sees how valuable it is if she lets me do my thing. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm sure I, it would have took me a little bit longer when I was younger to to learn that that's all it took was to have some good right. communication. But uh, that's right. I think you're spot on. Good stuff, man.
0: I got one last question here for you, John. It might sound a little weird because we're both young guys, but if you had a chance to whisper in the younger
1: John's ear, mm-hmm. what would you say? That you're 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 doing the right thing. You know, trust it. Just keep going. Yeah, All right. Because I think so many times I wanted to quit and I wanted to go do something else and I wanted to be a you know pro mountain biker or you know whatever yeah you know, i almost yeah. quit I almost quit school and moved to la you know junior year I was so close and it i just didn't believe that i was making the right decision i felt like the grass was greener somewhere else if you're working hard just trust it yeah that's you know, good man that'd be my advice for someone else but for me it was just just keep going head down let's go
0: Love it, man, John. How can we find you? Number one, your services. Maybe there's a restaurant listening right now, and they need to have you deliver their food or catering. Or is there a way that consumers can reach you? And then, of course, is there a way business owners can connect with you just to talk business?
1: You know, I'm on I'm on LinkedIn personally. I don't do too much social media outside of that, but always reachable there. Our websites deliverthat.com. Very simple. We do not work with end customers. At the moment. Well, you know, we're thinking about it, but we work directly with restaurants. So, you know, if you need any help with catering delivery, you know, helping you build a catering catering business, you know, yeah. our drivers have equipment, they're professional, you know, they'll do what you want them to do. Deliver that.com. Nice and easy.
0: Love it. Love it. You've been incredible. You've been vulnerable. You've been awesome. been honest. So I appreciate the story and, and just I guess just your your history, your perspective. I think that we could probably just keep going for a long time, going back and forth on some more stories. But for now, we'll end it. And I just wish you nothing but blessing in your team and your business, all the things that you guys are you guys are growing in 2023. Thanks for being here, John.
1: Thank you, Chas. Thank you for the time. This is cool.
0: Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight, and nine figure business owners, is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together one other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1000 Kings. Talk soon.